1: I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on 5th and Mission, California's unemployment benefits nightmare. Imagine losing your job due to the pandemic, filing for badly needed unemployment to get you through the hardship, but being unable to collect those benefits. That's the scenario faced by thousands and thousands of Californians right now. They've been caught up in the fallout of a massive unemployment fraud scandal that involves overseas crime rings and has cost the state billions. My guest is Chronicle reporter Carolyn Saeed, who's been covering this story for us. Carolyn, thanks for joining me.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Carolyn, it's an incredible story. It affects so many people. I know you've heard from a lot of them, uh, people that are already struggling because of the pandemic. You spoke to a woman named Carrie Mathis. Yes. Tell us about that. So,
2: Carrie is a single mom of twin 15 year old teenagers. Um, she had a nice little house cleaning business in Rodeo, but it collapsed when the pandemic and shelter in place started. And after a while, she just she did get unemployment, but she wasn't able to make her rent. So she's moved in with her parents in Vacaville. She's staying in the garage so the kids can have bedrooms. Um, so she was scraping by on unemployment. And then in mid-December, it just stopped. And she called and called and called. She spent hours and hours on the phone, which is something you hear over and over from people that they just, you know, it's just a Kafkaesque nightmare calling EDD, the California Employment Development Department, and either you don't reach anybody or if you do reach somebody, they can't help you. Finally, on New Year's Eve, she got an email saying, "Um, we've suspended 1.4 million accounts because of suspected fraud. And if you're a legitimate person, we're going to tell you soon, How to come back and prove that you really are who you say you are. And then she went back to waiting and waiting and waiting some more. Um, She did eventually just um, a couple of days ago, get a notice from the EDD saying, here's how you can go and prove how you, who, who you are. And she went on with all her documents, which she'd already been trying to do, proved it, got a notice back saying, okay, your identity is verified, but she still hasn't had her account reinstated. And meanwhile, you know, she's borrowing grocery money from her parents. She's setting up a GoFundMe for help. She's worried about losing her storage unit, which has everything in it that's near and dear to her heart. And she's among what is probably hundreds of thousands of people who were caught up in this. Yes, of that 1.4 million, certainly many are scammers and not legitimate people. But EDD used a very broad brush in suspending those accounts. And if you go on social media, if you go on Facebook or Twitter or any kind of social media, and search on EDD, you can see so many messages from desperate, desperate, frustrated, frantic people who need that money, and they have no answers about when it's going to start flowing again.
1: Wow, well, you know, it's really so frustrating during the pandemic to see things like this. We're going through some of the same things with the vaccine rollout, where people don't have the information, they're frustrated, they're waiting, and when the hardship is so great, it it just seems to make it so much worse. Can we go back a little bit? Tell me just a little bit about the scope of unemployment benefits in California. It's it's something we've never seen before, right? And they they are dealing with a massive inflow of claims.
2: So it truly is unprecedented. I mean, California went from record low unemployment to record high unemployment. Literally millions of people became unemployed almost overnight. I mean, even in the Great Depression and the Great Recession, it took time and and literally people were thrown out of work overnight in March and April and um, flooded the system and the system was not able to keep up. The system, of course, is also based on very antiquated technology, very ironic here in the heart of Silicon Valley. And um, EDD didn't seem to respond quickly enough uh, in terms of hiring people and getting things going. And um, so, so the system all along has been struggling and many people have been desperate just to get their benefits started in the first place. Before we got to this point of the 1.4 million suspensions, we had, you know, also hundreds of thousands of people saying, I can't reach EDD. I need my benefits. Help me. Help me.
1: So the latest is this suspension of accounts in late December, right? Bring us up to speed on, on, on what's going on right now at EDD.
2: So yes, in late December, EDD suspended 1.4 million accounts saying that many of them were suspected to be fraudulent. But as I said before, many legitimate claimants were caught up in that. Um, EDD is asking them to go online and verify their identity, but it's asking them kind of slowly in phases because it doesn't want everybody to flood the system. So people have been getting emails and snail mail from EDD saying you can go to this ID.me and verify that you are who you say you are but it hasn't been happening that quickly. And so far, um, I've talked to several people who went through that process and verified their identity and were told your identity is verified, but their benefits have not started again. And EDD has not answered questions about how quickly it would restart benefits. It did put out a press release saying it could happen in a matter of days um, once people um, have their identity verified, but we don't know how many days that is. So, and, and one of the things that has people very upset is why wasn't there more notice? You know, like why, or, you know, why not say say to people in two weeks, we're going to suspend or in one week, we're going to suspend. And um, here you can hear Carrie Mathis talking about her feelings about that, of the way that EDD handled the situation. They could have done things so different. We could have had some warning, none, nothing. And now you can't even... You don't even I I don't even know when it's going to start again or if it's going to start again. My understanding is is that a lot of this has happened to a lot of people and there's no rhyme or reason to it.
1: Carolyn, what is EDD trying to do to fix the situation?
2: So Governor Newsom convened a strike force to look into EDD in the summer because it was so beleaguered and beset by problems and, and they came up with some recommendations. One thing EDD did do was hire an outside firm called ID.me to help verify identities. And um, that company can verify a a fairly high number, a fairly high percentage of identities through an automatic system. But then for the remaining people, it needs them to go through a, a video chat with one of its representatives. And again, social media is flooded with complaints from people who are waiting hours and hours to get their video chat just because there are so many people caught up in this situation now
1: what is idme and what do they do
2: so idme is an um identity verification company based in on the east coast in uh the Washington DC area they they are working with 14 states on helping verify jobless claimants and they also work for big other government agencies like social security they have automated systems that can verify most people's identity especially people who have all their documents in order for people who hmm. don't have all their documents in order or for whatever reason can't make it through the automated system they do video chats and those now are are taking hours and hours to land appointments with
1: and, and, of course, more money spent by the state to hire ID.me. True.
2: But the states, but ID.me is actually more, even though people on social media are, are furious with ID.me and say it takes forever, ID.me is actually more efficient than the state because this is all they do and they're they're actually using technology. Um, so their identity verification is faster than what the state was doing before. And ID.me says that they have weeded out almost 500,000 fraudsters in California. So from that perspective, wow. they say it's working. And again, this is from, the, from them talking about themselves. So naturally, they are presenting themselves in a good light. But their CEO told me that when they move into a state, often the fraud then moves into the neighboring states because the fraudsters know that they can't make it through their identity verification systems. Okay, wow.
1: Carolyn, let's take a quick break. We'll be back on Fifth Admission right after this.
0: You can support 5th In Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
1: Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bolwa. I'm talking to Carolyn Saeed, a business reporter at The Chronicle who's been writing about the problems at EDD, the California Unemployment Agency, where people have not been able to get their benefits because of massive fraud and are still waiting for that even in amid the pandemic. So, Carolyn, how long will some of these people that are waiting for benefits have to wait for those to start up again?
2: EDD has told lawmakers that they think that the benefits should be reinstated by the middle of February. I talked to the CEO of ID.me, and he said he thought that they would be done with their verification process by the end of the month. But again, there seems to be a lag between when the verification is completed and when EDD turns the benefits back on. So the middle of February would mean some people would have been without benefits for close to two months, which, you know, when you're kind of living hand-to-mouth, hard scrabble times that's a long time to not get any income if that's your only income.
1: So this agency is, is in the business of distributing benefits and they've been, they've been doing it in the past. I assume they've had some fraud. Why, why has this fraud become so widespread and taken over the whole system?
2: Well, that is a great question. And I think the pandemic, of course, created the perfect conditions for it. First of all, with the flood of the millions of people. But second of all, um during the pandemic Congress created a new kind of unemployment PUA pandemic unemployment assistance which goes to self-employed people, freelancers and gig workers which was really necessary because there's millions of people like that in the country and in California and those people were all thrown out of work all the massage therapists and Uber drivers and and people who had their own cleaning businesses like Carrie Mathis but that created really fertile ground for fraudsters because unlike if you're unemployed from a regular job where EDD actually calls your boss, former boss, and says, did you lay off Carolyn Said? And they can say yes. There were no safeguards. There were, weren't these people didn't have employers. So there was nobody to call to check. And at the same time, Congress added $600 a week onto unemployment benefits. So in California, they could top out at $1,050 a, a week. And that was all backdated to February. So suddenly, you're looking at if you go from February to July, which is how long the um, the $600 stipend lasted, a uh, thousand fifty a week going from February to July is a pretty nice chunk of change. And fraudsters figured this out pretty quickly that they could just simply go online and you know collect tens of thousands of dollars, you know, maybe up to twenty thousand dollars per identity that they could fabricate. And often they weren't actually fabricating identities. They were using, they were stealing identities from from people through social engineering. And they were using identities of prisoners. We had gangs in prisons that were um, cooperating to use one another's social security numbers and names. Prisoners, of course, are in fact unemployed, but they are not eligible for unemployment. We even had people using the name of Diane, Senator Dianne Feinstein and of children. And um, I'm going to, if we listen to Blake Hall, the the, um, CEO of ID.me, let's listen to him talking a little bit about some of the players who were involved in all this fraud. The
1: side of the story that's not being told right now is it's not the story of this workforce agency that's not up to the task. It's that you've got the Russians, the Chinese, the Nigerians, Ghanans, and and even domestic criminals who are attacking this agency at scale. And and those nation state actors and organized crime rings are going to put up points on the board and, and like keeping them out while also helping legitimate people is, is really difficult. And right now, organized crime is just all over the state.
2: So the fraud is occurring nationwide, but there's several reasons that California is disproportionately affected. Of course we are the largest, most populous state and, um, but we're also disproportionately more affected for instance as Blake Hall told me in North Dakota the population is only like 600,000 people so if you get 500,000 unemployment frame claims you know that you have a lot of fraud going on you know there's not that many people that are unemployed whereas California with 40 million people it's easier to hide in the crowd california is also generous we have you know pretty good unemployment our top regular payment is 450 plus that 600 stipend so there was more money here and then there was the whole thing of how overwhelmed and antiquated our systems were so california has really taken the brunt of some of the fraud going on
1: so do we know all in all how much the the fraudsters have been able to take out of california
2: it measures in the billions with a b billions and billions of dollars about a month ago we were hearing 2 billion Um, about two weeks ago, we were hearing 4 billion and this week I've heard the number 8 billion floated around, but I don't think we know exactly, but it's, it's a huge sort of staggering number.
1: Wow. Okay. I want to ask you too, about one other person that you spoke to that's been having trouble. That's Shelly Ross and her pet sitting company. What happened to Shelly?
2: Well, she had um, a a cat sitting business in San Francisco with 14 employees and people don't really need cat sitters now. So when the pandemic hit, she laid off many of her employees and she laid herself off. She was an employee of her own business and um, in order that she could keep a couple of people on the payroll who really needed it. Just like um, Carrie Mathis, she had her benefits suspended in December and spent hours and hours trying to call edd she just texted me a few minutes ago saying she finally got a message asking her to verify her identity with idme which she went ahead and did she'd already done it in the past but her account is still frozen she's not sure she can pay her rent in february she also has set up a gofundme not so much for herself but to help her employees
1: carolyn let's leave it there it's a fascinating story thanks for continuing to cover it
2: thanks for having me
1: Thanks to my guest today, Chronicle reporter Carolyn Saeed, to Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and thank you for listening.